Hello, welcome everyone. Do you want to be a CCIE? Or maybe you want to get second one? Maybe eight CCIEs? Yeah, if you want to do that and you're at the right place. I am Orhan Ergun. Okay, a little bit about my background. I have CCIE and CCDE, but just one CCIE. Today with me, uh, I have a crazy, extraordinary man. Uh, you know him. He's not working for Cisco, but he's first and only eight-time CCIE in the world. Neil Moore. Neil, welcome. Hey there. <laughs> How's it going today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. I uh, just passed uh, the collaboration uh, lab on Monday, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I was uh, finally finally glad to be done with that one. Yeah. Just uh, happened to be that it took me from uh, number seven to number eight at the same time. Yeah, you are the first and only one. Root switch, the first one, then uh, security, then service provider, voice. Man, this, this list is really long. <laughs> Store, storage, <laughs> wireless, data center, and collaboration, eight CCIs. Congratulations, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of just shortening it, shorting, shortening that to uh, just current complete set. It's a little bit easier to say uh-huh. instead of all of those. Uh, uh, yeah, there's quite a few of them there. Voice and uh, collaboration were uh, mm. the ones I had the most fun with, and uh, you know that's the collaboration one is the one I just finished, and uh, it's said it's really really great to uh, uh, on, on that particular exam that uh, you see video and you hear your voice and you know that's like instant gratification which one was the hardest one oh I'm gonna go hands down it was wireless that that exam uh-huh. uh, not from a, it was more on the nuances of the exam and the in the configuration and how things were set up it was one of the first exams at least when I took it that the equipment wasn't right next to you while you were taking the exam. When I did route switch, security, and storage in my first time through with voice, uh, the equipment at that time was physically right next to you in the lab. So when it came to troubleshooting, you could just lean over and, and take a look. Uh, on that one, it, uh, because the equipment, they had moved it uh, out from beside your desk, it brought in a different dimension to troubleshooting, that's for sure. Made that one really hard. Yeah. We asked uh, the people on LinkedIn and what would be their question for you? And we have really long list. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if you are ready, let's start to the questions. Yeah. I, and the way I look at it is that uh, I've been doing this for since 2002. That's when I passed Route Switch. That it was, uh, you know, this is the best medium to be able to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, Rats, which was your first. Yes. Okay, Neil Moore, how do you prepare for the certification? What's your methodology? Uh, okay, the methodology has changed over the years because mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the first Oh, shoot, back in the route switch days, there was a thing called a universal CD, and the uh, internet wasn't even available yet. So they had a set of books on the uh, shelf. Uh, I didn't take the two-day. I was, I was one of the first ones, I think, through on the one-day uh, exam. And it, from that perspective, the exam started to change in that the, the universal CD moved to online. And and the reason I'm bringing this up is that from a methodology standpoint, the documentation and its location is, uh, I mean, that's one of the most important things when they, uh, uh, the folks that are the proctors in the lab uh, looked at you and know exactly what you're not very good at. And uh, that's exactly what you're going to see on the exam, at least in my perspective. Uh, they, they never test me on what I'm strong at, only what I'm not so good at. And, um, you know, from there, uh, you know, once I have the documentation figured out, like the, the most current one that, that I had to change was to make sure to put my Internet Explorer into a compatibility mode mm-hmm. because the documentation in the lab, you know, they, they don't expect the machines to have the same Internet Explorer that you'd have, say, on your own PC. So it changes the, the view um, that now that I've got the 
the part for the documentation out of the way, uh, the next part of the thing that I do is the, the blueprint. The blueprint is what keeps me focused when I uh, take a lab and it doesn't matter what it is if it's a you know VMware or Cisco or HP exam the blueprint is what I use to uh, figure out what I need to know and how I need to know it now folks that know me uh, I have the curiosity of a uh, of a six-week-old puppy <laughs> but I also have the attention span of a six-week-old puppy. So, without without a uh, any kind of uh, blueprint or uh, something like that to keep me on track, I will just wander off and then and you know then the whole day's shot. Once I have the blueprint, I I sit down and start to map out the blueprint. Um, I've you know I've been doing these for a while, so the uh, the fir- you know first thing would be like and, and I'll use a collaboration. As an example, a collaboration you know may have OSPF, EIGRP, those kind of things on that. Well, I've got that skill set from previous uh, CCIEs all the way back to route switch, so I don't have to focus in on those particular areas as much as if it's a brand new technology to me. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I uh, uh, do what's called a mind map. And that's where you take the idea and then you start going through the the things that are available to it. So example would be, uh, we'll just take collaboration since it's top of my mind right now. So you have a phone and then from a phone I would say, I'd have a picture of a phone. And then I'd say, okay, what codecs are available to that phone, to that phone type? Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, what quality of service, what, what features are available on that model and then comparing that to the blueprint that tells me what I can I need to include or you know exclude from it then then from there I start to associate the the different components and then I break them down into very very small uh, very very small uh, things that I have to do because uh, I'm goal oriented and if I make my goal too large, like I'm going to learn OSPF this week, mm-hmm. that's way too large of a goal to have done in a week. <laughs> but if, if I put it down that I'm going to learn the difference between LSA Type Three uh-huh. and LSA Type Five, <laughs> you know, this week, you know, just to use some old old stuff, yeah. then that then then dig into those this week, and it's like okay, now I've got a really good handle on. You know, if I see this kind of packet, if I see that kind of packet, then I then I know what it's going to do. Uh, I typically don't work. Um, uh, uh, I try to do whole picture at once, even if I'm working on one individual part of it. So I will draw out, say, a three router diagram, and I'll use OSPF again as example. Mm-hmm. I work it only from three routers and my goal is to get packet the packet from um, you know router A to say router Z whatever is in the middle and I picture myself as that packet mm-hmm. so that if I'm gonna get a MPLS header or I'm going to get an OTV wrapper or whatever I can picture that as if I was the packet and that helps me to say okay when I got to get to this router then this QoS command or this DSCP marking or really whatever happens at that point, uh, it, it helps me to visualize what will happen and then I visualize from there what I would need to do in order to make that happen to, uh, to the packet. And in one of the questions that came in as an email from a service provider, I, uh, and, and how this would say what you know, this whole thing we're talking about here mm-hmm. would relate to the service provider, I would walk my myself as a packet all the way from the customer uh, CE device all the way through to the other CE device and picture what would happen to me as a packet all the way through if I'd get a wrapper, uh, quality of service, how am I routed, and, and that helps 
um, when they when questions come along that say prefer one path <laughs> over another, and then it's like, oh, okay, if I got to prefer that path, yeah. I got to make this little change, you know, if, that kind of stuff. And that's you, how I prepare. <laughs> if you imagine yourself as a pocket, what happens when you go to queue? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the advantage of being the programmer of that queue, right? <laughs> now, 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 if I could just have control of the queue at Cisco Live, that would be cool. But oh. Well. <laughs> I'm at the back of the line. Uh. <laughs> right. But that's it. after a while, that's what happens is that you just start to, to think that way. And, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a few steps. Uh, first one is I abstract the knowledge somewhere to the OSPF. Then I imagine what's going on is uh, me being the packet and being changed or whatever. And then I associate that to the task at hand. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to uh, figure out um, what they're doing. And more importantly, it helps me to understand what would be called the nuances of the lab, where there's things that are implied that aren't exactly a task to do. Or one question will break another question, and, and that's where if I walk it through, I know, okay, they say this four questions down, but that really breaks my question before, so obviously I can't use that as my total answer and uh, you know just walk it on through yeah yeah I wonder your lab home labs what do <laughs> your home labs look like <laughs> oh, uh, a couple of years ago I did a a, a blog a text interview where I posted my uh, mm-hmm. my power outage and that one would have been back in the uh, I think the service provider area or something like that but uh, the my my current home lab is, of course, still set up for collaboration, but I'm a big fan of the actual physical equipment and not virtual. And in the case of an example would be you have viral out now and you got GNS and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I still pre- prefer the physical equipment because when I, being that I work at HP, I and I'm and where I'm at in HP, I visit a lot of the Fortune 100 companies in the world. I mean, they're I, I just that's what I need to be prepared for personally is to be able to uh, know uh, side airflow versus front airflow on devices, and because they're whizzing and whirring right next to me, I know exactly where the power cables are. Uh, I know uh, okay, you're wanting me to tell you the difference between Nexus 5548 and an HPN 1290 or 900 and I was like okay uh, well let's they, you know they're, they're I physically have had them and I know exactly what what they can and can't do and you can't put this one in the rack because it's side to side airflow or front to back or and, and that kind of stuff and yeah. that goes all the way back to um, when I first started these uh, exams and that if you you're coming into an environment and you don't know where the console cable plugs in because you've never actually physically touched one uh that you know that to me is i i need to know where it's at cuz uh i carry a console cable in my bag even after all these years never know what's going to happen and uh i like uh and for collaboration it's uh it's like an instant gratification lab because uh unlike route switch and uh, you know some of the other ones. You know the the the, the coolest part. You now I guess the coolest part is your your routes start to route and your pings work. Well, on a uh, on the cl- voice and collaboration, your gratification is that your video actually works and you're you, you're actually getting you're talking on the phone and the phone actually rings. So you know I'm a tactile kind of person. So I get all you know that's that's like woo. I'm all happy when uh, the phones actually ring and and all that fun stuff. And that's why I like having the actual yeah. physical equipment. But w- what you have as a switch router, what you have? Oh, Can shoot. Right yeah. now, it's, uh, right now I've got uh, HPN. So I've got, uh, they're called uh, 5930 mm-hmm. uh, HPN routers. That's one of the other things I said. I don't work for Cisco. I work for HP. So what I've been doing is, when, as I'm doing a lab, I will swap out HP and Cisco gear and see if I can still answer the same question. So, like an example would be like I'm doing OSPF. Uh-huh. 
I would like to. Okay, let's. I, I don't. I, I don't want to have a technical preference. And a technical preference means. But I own like one brand. But you are doing what? Why you are not choosing the EIGRP? <laughs> EIGRP. <laughs> yeah, Cisco has opened up EIGRP, but they haven't opened it all the way. Yeah. Until you know, I'm waiting for Stub to open. Yeah. When stop, stop allow Stub. Stop. Now, now we're we, talking. We yeah. Want <laughs> stop. We want stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's things like that, and that's how I said I'll spend a whole darn week on that. It's like, oh, let's see. Oh, that's really cool. Cisco opened it up, and I'm like, oh darn it, they didn't open. They they gave me enough to work with, but they didn't give me what I would need to be able to roll this out to uh, branch offices, for example. Mm -hmm. Without that stub ability, it's going to get really, really noisy out there. Yeah. The um, so so I swap out the equipment. So when I did data center, I I have UCS, I had MDS, and all that good stuff. So I would take I would you know, pretty good on the UCS, getting all the fabric interconnect. I'm so glad uh, that that's one of the other ones about collaboration. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like some people were asking, how do you feel? You know that uh, you passed a. Uh, you know, collaboration, and I go, man, I cannot wait to load call manager 10.5 at home. <laughs> uh, 9.1, you know, I'm not picking on Cisco, but 10.5 uh, is this total. I mean, it's like it, it, it uh, you kind of get stuck because you're like, I, I got all these features that are in what I would use at a, at a customer, mm -hmm. but I can't use them in the lab. So I have to run with the the what I consider the lower version so that I don't pick commands it's it's similar to the uh, the the 3750 that's on the collaboration exam the uh, HPN's got a uh, switch that does the uh, QoS and the markings and the access lists and 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 I see statistics and all this good stuff mm -hmm. um, and Nexus has got it where you can see all the statistics and hardware and all that 3750 oh no it doesn't even show you any of that stuff so it's like uh, or like, you, you have to. I actually had to go get one and put it into my lab, because when I was doing the test with uh, newer equipment, the the uh, the ASICs were much more modern in the new stuff than in the old equipment, and they just did things differently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I've got. Um, I've also. Uh, I'm part of the from HP. I'm part of the. Uh, what are we now? The the data center architects mm -hmm. team. I think that's what they changed our name to. Mm -hmm. But the uh, uh, yeah, so we've got a you know full set of equipment uh, for that, and so uh, you know, it, uh, and that's one of the things we do is interoperability between different pieces of our hardware, because if you truly know your OSPF can't. Pick on EIGRP here, but BGP. We'll go with BGP. If you uh, if you if you're doing OSPF and BGP, mm -hmm. uh, and you know it very very well, the it, moving from Cisco to HP to Juniper to Arista, yeah. I mean all of. I mean they all have, you know, their their pluses and minuses. But yeah. the 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 packet itself and how it works, it doesn't change. And and that's one of the beautiful things about it is that you're. When you're learning the technologies, your ability to to transfer that knowledge from one hardware vendor to another is that's, yeah, it's gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BGP maybe wouldn't be a good example, but yeah, I understand your <laughs> point. <laughs> Open standard. Open standard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about uh, we got many questions, but yeah, some of them maybe we can talk here. One of them. Which one do you prefer, reading or watching? Uh... I'm a visual person, but I find that uh, uh, it's too slow. So uh, it it uh, I end up making my own versions of the equipment. So an example would be through the methodology on and all. You know, I've known the INE guys uh, forever, so I'll you know put a shout out to them. I use their their all access pass. Uh, or I got IP expert too, but I mostly talk to the INE folks. Mm -hmm. The I'm able to use that to go through uh, Brian McGann's or uh, Mark Snow's videos, depending on which track I'm doing, mm -hmm. until I understand the technology well enough, and then I turn around and rewrite it myself using, say, their their lab workbook. So I'll take their lab workbook, and I'll take IP Experts workbooks too, because I need as much uh, 
different ways of doing something. Uh, personally, if there's four ways to do it, I in five ways to break it. Uh, just just in my nature. So from there, I'm able to to figure out. Okay, I broke it. Now let me see if I can fix it. And then the uh, you know working it back and forth until uh, I get it exactly how I want. And then I will go through and actually make my own uh, videos and those mind maps I was talking about earlier to help uh, cement the technology itself. What are your favorite books for the each track, maybe? Oh, uh, let's see. Route Switch is, oh boy, mm. that's old. Uh, you know, nobody cares about uh, IPX and Apple Talk anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy, but what I have been doing again is I take the blueprint and I will, uh, and just using OSPF as an example because it's real straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, for collaboration, we'll switch over. For collaboration, uh, it's got the call manager, UCM, or whatever they're calling it now. Uh, and on that one, the, there, there wasn't any books out yet really on call manager 9.1 mm -hmm. so that one was uh, just the uh, the solution the design guides from from Cisco and also uh, going through the written material uh, from IP experts and from INE I used the written material for that exam to uh, to generate my things to, to study for for the for the lab exam because I had dropped in on that exam faster than the material had been available to yeah. uh, really study for it. There was there's, the books are starting to come out now, but they weren't out when I had committed to uh, to doing the collaboration exam. And once I commit, I I don't stop <laughs> until I get it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, the the book physical books unfortunately are a bit dated. Um, I passed voice on Call Manager three point three, just uh, I think that's two thousand eight or something. Oh no, it's earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, two thousand six, I think I passed uh, voice. So you can see my data on voice. While the code, some of the codecs stayed the same, the whole topology changed. I mean, really, when it came down to it, between voice and collaboration. Sometimes the only thing that was the same was the phone on the desk. I mean, everything else was different. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, just using the, uh, the study guys out there and uh, uh, the, the blueprint for uh, data center. Data centers was just starting to come out. And so on data center, I started at the CCNA and uh, worked my way, you know, worked my way up through those blueprints to study for that exam. You mentioned the uh, INE and IP expert, and let me tell also, uh, we love CBT Nuggets as well. We love all of them, right? So, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, a, yeah, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to those guys. They, uh, I, I try to reach out to them and thank them for, you know, helping me out. Mm -hmm. uh, without them, uh, yeah, it would, it wouldn't have been possible to, uh, as much as I would have put into it, it wouldn't have been possible with the, without their, those guys and how darn smart they are in uh, yeah. teaching yeah. as well. Um, Anthony and Keith, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ne next question. Uh, this one is an interesting one, but uh, I'll ask. What music do you listen while studying? <laughs> yeah, I know that one. I know I was that was I was like you know there is I do have a I do have a pattern for that, uh, and, and it's just like normally my music tastes are all over the place. Uh, I I can go from one genre to the other in one song, and uh, but when it comes to studying in the early days, uh, what I was trying to do was. Uh, set myself into a particular mode when I did a, uh, uh, if I'm going to study, I, everything stays consistent. My workspace is consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, everything is, is it try to keep it exactly the same. And so for the, uh, the music, <laughs> if I'm doing like just, if I need to blast through something, like 
I'm just reading it to see if there's anything that I could actually use in the in the paper or or something like that. I'll go with the faster music. If it's coming down to me actually walking through each one of the blueprints, there's I use two genres of music, and that's what's so weird about it. Somebody asking this, at least they didn't start getting into inappropriate questions. But the um, what it is is um, I either use baroque or uh, a genre called deep house. And under Deep House, because the, some of the, the stuff is so darn long, I'll just put that on repeat, and I will play the exact same song. So if I'm studying uh, codex, like the difference between a uh, G711 and G729, and tw- uh, you know all these different, there's like a million codex, and the difference on each one of them, and, and what they do, and what their modes are, and all that kind of stuff, then I will set it, uh, I will set whatever I'm, using on a loop until I'm done so that that hope is that when I get to the exam if I need to bring that association back for how does this Kodak work on that phone then that particular song and I only use one song per um, one song per uh, blueprint item so that uh, so deep house was for which one <laughs> oh, oh, collaboration! <laughs> collaboration, Collab- okay. collaboration was all deep house. My my uh, wife thought that uh, I <laughs> had gone totally crazy. Uh, I, I'm uh, for data center. It was uh, hillbilly. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> good so okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but I stay on that one type. So it was all banjos on uh, on data center. <laughs> so, so, so you start hearing dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I was like oh no not data center again but so. the uh, yeah and then uh, it was uh, 80s music for uh, voice so I even on my music on hold and all of my uh, the ringtones I switched everything <laughs> over to uh, to, uh, to 80s music so uh, that, that helps me to uh, associate uh, or, or if I hit some obscure piece of data and I know it's out there somewhere, I try to remember what song or uh, what you know I associated that to, and just hope that I can, you know, pull pull pull, pull that configuration back out of my head. Okay, so the magic is the pulse, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. For collaboration, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to give that one a couple of points because I'm I was sitting there on the exam and and uh, like I said, yeah, I, even though I've got well eight of them now, I was seven at the time. But uh, I was sitting there going, oh man, they got me again. Yeah, but they, <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, a, oh yeah, I remember, I remember, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't allow us actually uh, listening music during the exam, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to, you have to kind of keep it, you know, in your mind. That that's why I try to. I only associate one song per blueprint item, and and uh, said it drives the family insane to hear the same song over and this, over this, again. This one reminded me uh, something else. You asked John Chambers something, right? Two monitors or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, that was something else. Uh, all. Uh, that was one of the other study things. Uh, I went and found yeah. the smallest monitor I possibly could and two she- three sheets of paper uh, to do the exam because uh, back in the old days, as we called it, mm-hmm. uh, there was a book and then there was a monitor. Well, they got rid of the book and they still kept the monitor. Yeah. So you're, you're sitting there trying to read the equivalent of like 31, 35 pages worth of instructions Mm-hmm. and uh, you've got no way to do it out of order, so to speak. So that's where the mind maps, that's why I switched the strategy to mind maps, is that I could take question one and question two and question three and draw them out and then work out the interdependencies of each one of the questions as I re- read through the exam. I, I find it's really important to, to spend that first 30 minutes now, 30, 45 minutes at the beginning of the z- exam, basically drawing out your, uh, your infrastructure because in, in the old days, uh, you could see, you could take, okay, this, this page one is going to beat up page 20 and 25 and, and lay all these pages out all over your desk. 
And because you can't do that anymore, you have to, you know, improvise and, uh, you know, find another way to, to do the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I use those maps to find the dependencies. The bad news is it's almost the same for CCD now. How yeah. long, how long does your preparation take for each certification? Well, yeah. I one of the, yeah, this one, there was two things in this mm -hmm. one that I, uh, that are really important. This is this is me personally. Is uh, try not to do more than one at a time. Hmm. Uh, and the thing is, I'm pretty heavy into VMware as well right now. And VMware and and way VMware does things in networking, and the way that say Cisco does it, or even studying for a collab test, the 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 technologies don't mesh. Uh, so you're like, oh, I could do this in in uh, VMware's NSX, and you know, just oh yeah, there you go, and make, and you're all done. Or I could do this uh, everything you can do with a GRE tunnel. You know, I don't. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah, I mean, BGP and the GRE tunnel can yeah. solve everything. So yeah, that's why it comes down to is it's about a year to year and a half for me to study for an exam. But the the key for me is to, and this this took me many years to figure out is. Don't try not to study other technology that is not cohesive with what you're doing. So I'm personally trying not to do, say, iOS and NXOS at the same time for you know two different exams. Mm -hmm. Because the way you would do something on a 3750 versus a um a, a 12900 hpn or a, a 5548 or, or you know any of the other 7k's and the way they do it is completely different than what you're going to see on the exam if you're not doing not doing it exactly on the model of hardware they tell you cuz i i quite frankly wouldn't have passed if i had, didn't have a 3750 because i would have just assumed uh some of the stuff uh my you know, my if I'm going to use a Cisco switch, it's usually the 2961s, and those have a different configuration, and they do they just do things differently than the 3750s. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that's you know, just keep that in mind. To try to try to stay single tasked and and don't mix your tech. Don't don't mix don't mix conflicting technology. So As, key takeaway: hardware matters, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Has the study methods changed over time, or same? Um, yeah, they've changed quite a bit. Um, the mm -hmm. one that's taken me the most time is speaking of John Chambers, mm -hmm. and the two monitors. The uh, <laughs> um, I I don't know many folks that have only one monitor on their desk at work. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, that, and especially a, what I would consider a dinky little monitor, like what they give us on the on the uh, uh, on the lab to use, you know, you know, you, know, get, you get kind of spoiled on the 23-inch monitors and, the, <laughs> and these monster, monster monitors. So uh, what I had to do on the test was take my HP laptop and start doing everything on one monitor. So towards uh, last two, three weeks uh, before I went to go take the exam, I dropped my second and third monitors and uh, did everything including work <laughs> mm. uh did everything on a single monitor and so that i didn't get used to, or i would retrain myself to this is the only workspace that i have available to me and uh you know it's not a shock when i show up that was the that was the big that was the biggest one in the you know the past you know the past couple of weeks the other thing that's changed is the when it comes down to the policy that they had with now you have to really keep that in mind because if if for example if you took route switch and when i did in 2002 those number of attempts would still count if i was to go take it today mm -hmm. so you know if i was 3 4 attempts on back then you know i could be 180 days between tests so my my strategy's changed a little bit on that in that uh, I'm still, I, I still have to, I've never passed a CCIE on the first try. I've, because when I show up, I have, I don't even know what's, 
going on, like as in where things are and all of this. And, and it takes me a bit of time just to start learning how to, to work with what they're giving me to work with. Then the second time that I'm there, I know where my desk is. I know, uh, uh, you know where everything's at. And, uh, you know, I've got a, got a good feel for what's going on. And, you know, that's, that's the one that, you know, I'm, I'm really comfortable in, in, you know, taking the exam. I said, I'm, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And this is just me personally. I, I'm not, it, 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 it's a, it's a balance between time and, uh, and energy. So if I put in two years on the exam to study for it, and then I, and, and I show up and I was, like not studying even in the right areas for the exam, I feel like I wasted my time. So I use that as my gauge. You know, I show up and I'm like, wow, you know, I got a, a 75. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it the next time. You know, <laughs> that's a, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm ready. I, I, what I was studying matches uh-huh. what they were expecting from me. And it's mostly in the nuances. Um, you know, the question set up OSPF. Yeah, okay, whatever. But what, whatever they do in the lab, whatever troubleshooting they make you do or, or they've set up for you and all of that kind of stuff, that's where, that's where they really uh, make the exam difficult, at least for me. Oh, okay. Then key takeaway from this question. We hate OSPF and we love RIP, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classful RIP. Classful (laughs) one. Okay. So then Neil Moore ate eight CCI, but uh, not eight attempts, right? It's more than eight. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no. And I'm still working on the CCDE. Uh-huh. They, uh, something, something in my study process and that exam are just not compatible. Yeah. So I mean that's where we first met. Yeah, so at, yeah, at yeah. Uh, one of INE's uh, CCDE boot camps. So. I used to touch uh, every day, right? <laughs> Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty wild. The, uh, the like I said, it's it's a service provider uh, thought process. At least for what they're doing is, yeah. it's yeah. I'm like. Wow, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even thinking in the right areas on that exam. So, you know, I'll keep at it, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not even close to. Uh, so I'll have to start retuning myself for that exam. But you know, there's lots of other stuff out there that's changing in the world that uh, has kind of got me interested to to go and do. So yeah. end up doing that. Yeah, our first meet was in Chicago, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, good days, good days. <laughs> okay, uh, you are not a Cisco employee, so you are working for HP, right? Why do you work for HP? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that question comes yes. up quite a bit. Well, first, um, before I came to HP, I was at a, 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 a manufacturer where we, we made uh, consumer goods. And uh, one of my good friends, he came, he came and says, uh, hey, Neil, you... You ought to try out the manufacturer side, the uh, computer manufacturer side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you get to actually see what goes on on the uh, the other side. And uh, the, he he brought me over, and um, I was originally doing um, uh, networking and uh, software. So I was I was doing orchestration, uh, where the, I would say, okay, uh, this is how an, a Cisco ASA firewall works. These are the commands for the firewall. And then those commands would then be orchestrated into HP's uh, operations orchestrator tool, orchestration tool, mm-hmm. so that you know we could work out. Okay, somebody wants to set up an ASA firewall or whatever, and and uh, and do that, then then we could help automate it. And that's where you know a lot of these different CCIEs really came in handy. It's like mm-hmm. the uh, the programmers, while they're very good at what they're doing, they don't understand how. Like an MDS works, or, or or the nuances, so to speak, of the of that, and that's that kept me busy for you know quite a bit. And uh, I'm part of uh, the Americas team, so I travel the uh, U.S., North and South, Central America, and uh, working on interoperability between HP and Cisco and uh, Huawei and, and Arista, whoever else. <laughs> okay, good times. It's uh, they've. It's it's been a great experience. I it's the uh, first uh, computer slash networking manufacturer that I've worked for. Does HP support your cer- Cisco certifications? 
Yeah, uh, it, because uh, quite simply put, a lot of the ISS hardware that we're or ISS industry standard servers that we're working with, mm -hmm. uh, they hook to other people's switches. They may hook to our switches, but they also hook to Arista, they also hook to Cisco, they also hook to Juniper. And that's where I come in. It's like, okay, you want to hook this uh, to a Nexus 5K, 6K, 7K, 9K? Uh, okay, you know, it's like, okay, we have VMware going through here, over there. Oh, okay. You know, and, uh, and, and work through the whole thing. So it's like for data center, we had uh, VMware and 1000V. Well, it may not be on a UCS when I'm helping out on our side. It may be on HP gear. So I can take the 1000V and the Nexus 7K and 5K or whatever. I can take what I learned on those exams and apply it to what I'm doing. So that's, it's really a, a cool way of uh, being able to use the, uh, the knowledge from these Cisco exams and uh, you know, you start getting questions. Hey, Neil, uh, what are the? How are the QoS markings different between a 9971 phone hooked to a Cisco switch versus a HP switch? And I'll go. Well, here's the config I set up in my lab while I was uh, studying for the exam. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> works out. Like I said, I I try to uh, reuse uh, as much as possible. <laughs> okay, let's go to last couple parts what are your recommendations for the all candidates yeah the um, yeah. first recommendation is it's not if you're first across the finish line as long as you go across the finish line <laughs> that's a, that's a big thing you know it's like uh, yeah it, it's a it's a tough exam on purpose mm -hmm. and it's not all about the tech it's also about the pressure uh, one of the ways I was able to duplicate the pressure that comes from these exams, and I, I don't recommend you do it the same way I did it, but uh, I, I would let the kids and everybody just play around me because of all of the distractions and everything that they're doing and the stress that they cause. It allow, if I can get through them on my exam or you know when I'm studying and the distractions that come from them, uh, then, you know, when you're actually sitting there in the room, it's all great. The other recommendation I would make is uh, make sure to uh, have a method. And like I said, my, my method is to, uh, for studying for this test is to take any, any lab. So take a, take a workbook from uh, INE, IP expert, take, take the lab and draw it out and then from there, work out the dependencies, and then the next part is pretend that you don't have it as an actual book. So you have it on your screen, shared with your uh, your terminal server, and then draw it out. So that way you can you can start getting used to the question actually going over the top of your terminal session. Uh, so that you have to walk them back and forth. So the, the questions would go to the background and your terminal would come to the foreground. That was one of the other ones uh, that was getting me. Uh, the other one is uh, you know just pick a technology and break it down into really small parts. Don't study to study to pass the lab. Study to pass the, uh, the technology itself. OSPF is OSPF no matter where you go. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Rip, I don't know about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? That, set aside. Uh, you know, stay consistent on your. And, and some of these are are pretty standard ways of of studying. So I'm trying to you know get over the standard ones, which is to have a consistent work environment. Uh, try to do things without going to the internet to look them up. Uh, really go into a technology deep and use the blueprint as your as your model mm -hmm. for it and um, you know when you start to break down and uh, I keep picking on OSPF today but you know when you start getting into LSA type 5 or 3 uh, you know that that type then find a lab that matches where it forces you to use those and then Think about how the proctor 
would grade you on that? Would they grade you on your configuration or would they grade you on the debug output that you would be getting from that configuration? And that, that allows you to uh, check your work. And, uh, you know, that way you, you, people would say, oh, I typed in router OSPF1 and I put some network commands in and I still, you know, I didn't get any points. What, what was wrong with that? You know, look at the question and go, okay, they told me to set up OSPF, but one, two questions later, it breaks or I needed to enhance that question. What would have been the, uh, the show output from that that would have guaranteed me the you know, that that was what they were looking for all around. One most important recommendation you forgot, depause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's very consistent. I mean, that's, that's the thing is that for when I'm studying, it's, it's, it's uh, I am, I am methodical. That's the best way I can put it. <laughs> I am methodical when it comes to studying because I, I am not, and, and I'm not saying this, you know, to, whatever but i am not the smartest person but i am the most persistent person <laughs> so i it was like sometimes i i'd be working on something for six eight hours and i just can't get it to work two o'clock in the morning i look at myself and go gee whiz neil you that was dumb <laughs> you know i was like you you broke it because you forgot you know one you know you you had a zero instead of a 255 in one spot in your, your whole house of cards mm-hmm. fell down. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I try not to uh, throw anything away because when I break it, fixing it is where I actually learn, <laughs> learn it. And uh, I can break stuff really, really well. What's your favorite TV series then? House of Cards. I hadn't even know there was a show called House of Cards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on Firefly. <laughs> yeah, Firefly is one of, Firefly is one of my uh, all-time favorites. Wow. But, um, I don't actually watch a lot of TV. I yeah. uh, wish I did. I guess. I guess I got to find a new hobby. Yeah, you need you need the time, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, what is next? What is next, Neil? Oh, like I said, it's one of those ones I'm actually looking for a blueprint, mm-hmm. uh, but there isn't anything out there, so <laughs> I attached myself to, uh, to a couple of things. One of them is uh, VMware's NSX. Uh, <clears throat> HP has what's called the machine, which is looking really, really neat. Uh, Docker mm-hmm. is the other one that I've started to attach to. I, that one is... Uh, looking really cool because uh, while a lot of folks have been looking at overlays from VMware and from uh, uh, Cisco, uh, Docker is coming along with this thing called Weave Mm -hmm. and and it's an overlay and it again it's one of the ones that okay if somebody sets up a Docker uh, container in my in my infrastructure and uh, throws Weave on there I'm not gonna even know that they're there Mm-hmm. That and that's where I'm starting to get into how to work with overlay networks on a what I would consider a traditional network. So if somebody fires up Docker and Weave, and Weave is is similar to uh, I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but Weave is uh, similar to uh, like a VXLAN. It allows two uh, Docker containers or multiple to talk to each other over an overlay network and uh, what I'm seeing here is maybe the best place to focus on next is being able to help these overlay networks uh, work in traditional networks because they're they they're gonna need quality of service they're gonna need fra- you know fragmentation do they need multicast uh, you know are they just glorified GRE tunnels you know that that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um, and and work the work that to say hey if somebody comes to me saying why is your network running slow and i'm like dude you're running docker and they go well yeah but that's not what i was asking i was asking why my the network was running slow mm-hmm. and uh try to be ready for uh these overlay technologies uh that are that that are coming along uh we got we're, i'm seeing out there in the in the wild now overlays of overlays because 
the uh, you got the VMware folks working on VXLANs or STT, depending if it's multi hypervisor. Yeah. But you got I'm, the Docker folks that are running Weave. They yeah. don't care what the other two are doing. <laughs> yeah. So you got you got tunnels and tunnels. What uh, MVGRE type of tunnel? What's that? Or Jenny? What? What's yeah, GRE, NVGRE, VXLAN, STT. You know, everybody seems to be coming out with an overlay, uh, uh, you know, to, to run on traditional networks. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm thinking that one of the new positions that's going to be coming along is, uh, is a network person that one has the, the experience that comes out of these exams and, and knows how things route and is able to... Uh, use Wireshark and use other troubleshooting tools to figure out that what these folks are doing when they wrap their their uh, packets inside something else and uh, then they wonder why it's slow. Very interesting times. Yeah, very interesting times and uh, overlay without knowing actually the, what's happening at the underlay, I believe Fudenberg. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah. Because what you're learning at the CCIE level is the uh, is the underlay, mm -hmm. and um, you know you start to see un what I would consider uncharacteristic traffic, uh -huh. and you're you're like, hey, you know, I've never seen this traffic type ever, and uh, you know, like, wait a minute, well, this person is running NVGRE mm -hmm. through my network uh, between your primary site and your DR site. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they're sucking uh, all my bandwidth up. Still, uh, I would say maybe for while we are studying for the CCIE, correct, underlay, but in addition to underlay, maybe also network overlay. Uh, yes. I am differentiating them network overlay versus host overlays. This host overlay uh, from the hypervisor, <laughs> you know, that using the tunnel, we explain MVGRSTPGNE, whatever. And the button network overlay, we had to know all of them, like OTV, uh, like mm. MPLS, VPNs, mm. all of them, right? So, yeah, but without underlay, uh, monitoring, troubleshooting, once someone asks, why my network slow? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. But if you're studying for the CCA exam, ignore everything I just said yeah. until you pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you'll be off uh, looking at this stuff and going, oh, it's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was excellent. I am really glad to have you here in this podcast today. Oh, yeah. Thank it's been great much. being here. Like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful for, the, for everybody that's uh, you know, helped me mm -hmm. and still helping me with uh, all of my uh, crazy questions on how things work because you know you to me the the as they say with most stuff the CCIE is just the beginning of uh, of your journey <laughs> 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 and probably tonight I'll start to listen actually the pause so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't yeah don't blame me then <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you man thank you oh yeah thanks for having me bye <laughs>